0: You are listening to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with Christy Macero and Sheila Maychek.
1: everyone. Welcome to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with your hosts, myself, Christy, and Sheila. Today, Spilling the Tea with us is multiple tiny dog owner, Gary Voigt, and homeowner, upsizing guru, and longtime way back from high school friend, Greg.
0: Howdy. Hello.
1: Let's talk condos today, shall we? That's the name of the game. That is what we are here to discuss. More and more are being built six-story wood frames, commercial on the bottom, high-rises and cranes seen all across the lower mainland. Everywhere you look, it appears that density is growing. The demand for housing ceases to never stop. Fun fact, I've never lived in a condo, ever. I've always wanted to. I went from a basement suite to a townhouse and then into a single-family home, but I feel like I've, I've missed it, and I always wondered what it would be like.
2: You skipped a step.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, like, I always like the views. I always think, like, you know, it would be cool to make small talk in the elevator with people. <laughs> You're one of those. <laughs> yeah, like, people would just hate getting in with me because they know that I would be yeah, like, how's the
0: it's not as fun as it sounds as it <laughs> was, as I
1: and yeah just like the hustle and bustle of like knowing you know oh that must be Thelma coming home again with her grocery cart yeah like just like getting to know your neighbors just by the sounds that they make
2: the squeaky it, wheel it sounds yeah. nice but there are less romantic issues with condos like what noisy neighbors suspicious hallway smells and the forever wait for an elevator during peak times I waited mm-hmm. once 10 mm-hmm. minutes for an elevator and a high-rise, and there were three elevator banks.
0: Mm-hmm. 10 minutes. The worst is when you have to go to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> I've been there.
2: Click, click,
1: I click, to click, say click. it
0: was very close call. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, you get in, and the person gets in behind you and presses the, the like the floor below yeah, you, and you're no, like, bad like,
0: uh, no. idea, bad yeah. that <laughs> that idea. Yeah. That, that's when you start doing the dance, like... <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know. Before we get into spilling the tea with Greg and Gary, Sheila... Have you ever lived in a condo?
2: No. I feel like I also skipped that step. I've lived in basement suites. I've lived in houses and townhouses. I've lived in a fourplex and even a house on raised stilts when I was in the Arctic and never a condo. So... Okay. I wouldn't be opposed to living in a condo though, as long as it's the right one.
1: I helped my uh, best friend buy a condo, and every time I walk into it, I'm like, "Oh, it's so nice in here. Look at this view." And he goes, "Yeah, we bought this for you." <laughs> he goes, "This I mean, we clearly bought this condo for you." Yeah, but I don't know. I like it because yeah. it's kind of like a little community. You're like, I love it. Yeah, totally. Perfect. So let's get into. Uh, let's, Greg. We're going to you first. Sure. Um, yeah. You've lived in a condo and it was absolutely gorgeous. Like we're talking top floor, vaulted ceilings, mm-hmm. great layout, big kitchen, huge bedroom, large den. What did you like about it? Those are all the things I liked about yeah. it, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't live there.
3: Yeah, it was great. I, um, I only shared one wall, so that was huge as well. Um, so really like noise wasn't too bad. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I liked the flexibility with the uh, mortgage I got as well because oh, it nice. was like the price was a bit lower. Um, so I was able to do traveling while I was there, um, in, in living in the condo, uh, more budget,
1: of, more budget friendly, totally
3: more budget friendly. Right. And like, I had like, it was, I didn't have to think too much about like budgeting. I still had like, you know, money aside for doing other things. So it was, that part was great. There are some downsides. Like Sheila said, um, what was
1: your biggest like challenge living there?
3: Yeah. I think like you're just, you are cramped for space. So like you are designing everything in your condo right. with space in mind. So your bed, like it's, you know, storage underneath, like your coffee table has to open up and hold your books. Like it's, you yeah. know, it's tight. And like, uh, we had a one bedroom, we had a den. Um, and you had a
1: custom couch. I remember cause the, the couch fit perfectly there
3: yeah uh which i found out after i measured that it couldn't have been a centimeter bigger otherwise (laughs) it would not have fit through my door so no measure your couches before uh
2: see we're already learning we're already learning things here today yeah yeah Yeah,
1: so measure really measure even how to get it into the condo because that's how tight the space is
3: really yeah we took the door off and like yeah Oh no. it was close
1: yeah that's crazy okay okay thank you so much and then uh you ultimately ended up moving what was like the number one reason why you moved
3: yeah, I, like like we were just absolutely splitting at the seams. We are totally cramped for space. Um, I think that uh, after living in a condo for so, such a long time, you start to accumulate stuff, you get more hobbies, mm-hmm. and you're just, your den no longer fits it.
2: Right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's totally yeah. fine. A catch-all
3: room. Yeah, totally a catch-all room. Like everything went in the den. It was totally packed to the seams. That's... Yeah.
1: So great. And we're going to get into that. Uh, but and before we go there, uh, Gary, have you ever lived in a condo?
0: I have lived in lots of condos. Yeah.
1: And what did you like, like about it or, or dislike about it?
0: Um, what I liked about it was you could just basically lock up and go away for an extended period of time. Not that I ever did, but, um, you know, you would not have to worry about anything cause the strata obviously deals with everything. So you could just lock up and leave whenever you wanted not have to worry about anything like that. Um, dogs it is tough you know especially if you're not on the Mm -hmm. ground floor like taking your dogs out three times a day going through the elevator um you know outside in the pouring rain luckily i'm in a detached house now so i just sit under the (laughs) covered area and they run around the yard and do their things so but that was kind of um one of the negatives that i that i thought with it and as well noise um you know you can hear people above you you can hear people beside you if you have shared walls and if you have a couple people over and you know depending on who your neighbors are but
1: Oh, party location! Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Like Matt, if you have Matt over. Yeah, well, you know,
0: <laughs> lots of laughing and screaming, right? So, um, <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, noise is uh, it's tough in a condo.
1: Okay, and uh, we jokingly uh, called we being the uh, mastermind group uh, I belong in. It's now called the healthier curry. Curry Club, no, we called it Healthier Haggis Club now. Yes. Oh, dear, Yeah, Um, And we we jokingly call Gary the condo king because he did so much work in them in Langley City because he did such a great job farming and he did such a great job with his sellers that he got lots of referrals and lots of business there. Um, Of course, he does list everything, um, but there's a lot to look into when you're listing a condo. It's no easy feat. Sometimes people think listing single-family homes is a lot easier because you're not dealing with the whole mess of the strata, like Mm -hmm. that whole other side of things. Uh, Because you have to not only investigate the unit itself, but all the common property, all the parking, what direction the unit faces. And there's all these things that kind of go into pricing. Um, And it it kind of all reflects on like the final number that you and your seller sit down and pick. And it could just it could even be a discrepancy between what floor you're on. So there's all these factors when it comes into pricing. It's not necessarily an easy thing. So we're going to go to Greg first to spill the tea. Are you ready for the first scenario, Greg?
3: Yeah, let's go.
1: Okay. Greg, imagine you're living in that condo. Your realtor has just informed you that they've decided to list a unit exactly like yours, facing the exact same direction, Mm. a few floors above for lower than your current listed price. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. How would you feel about the agent representing you and the other unit at the exact same time?
3: Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I think, like, I'm a professional. I would expect to have at least a professional conversation with a real estate agent on that. Um, and I, for me, as a seller, I would hope to seek some kind of either benefit or how they're going to mitigate the risks in, involved in that. Like, so are we both just going to end up like competing and like we both end up <laughs> with a terrible price on our homes right. um, a race
1: to the bottom almost
3: is mine a lot better no. uh, <laughs> in this scenario or of course it is but the um, bold yes.
1: yeah well so here's the thing right like say say it's the exact same unit like say it's just a builder quality no one's done any real upgrades or anything say it's kind of newer and they're just a couple floors apart but that one's higher and lower priced because this can happen people do undercut pricing in the building um so would you you expect that your agent would maybe talk to you first before he lists it?
3: Yeah, I think like at least a heads up. I think that's what that for me, that'd be a minimum. I understand that uh, they have a job to do to sell, but they're also working for you to help sell your place. Right. So um, uh, at least have that conversation out of respect and, and hopefully we can come to something where uh, I'm comfortable. And uh, you know, if they, if I'm comfortable waiting, um, I might wait, Right, and if that person has to sell right away, and it's going to cost me twenty grand because um, I don't want to, I want to list at a higher price. Right. Then why not for me? Makes sense. Wait, um, unless I have some house that I've got an offer in on or something. Right. Yeah. So we
1: we always I love asking this scenario. There's very—it's almost slim to none that you're gonna have two people with the exact same motivations for selling, mm-hmm. and usually like one has like two parking stalls or something. Like there's mm-hmm. some, some sort mm-hmm. of difference, some kind of difference yeah. that that an agent could go back and say, you know what, that, that place is not yours because mm-hmm. it won't work for many people because of XYZ or, or something with yours. It could be either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I love using this scenario when we're down in boot camp. Yeah. Uh, I've done this to you before, Gary. Yeah. You were my person that I did this to when we were downstairs training. Um, so I'm just curious, has this ever happened to you? Have you, ever, have you ever had to list two in the same building?
0: Yeah, I have done that and Greg made a lot of good points actually with what he said and I think it's just as simple as, as having the conversation with, with both parties. At the end of the day, the other one that was going to list it for lower, regardless, would list it with you or without you, you know, with another agent. So transparency is really important. Um, having the conversation is really important and, you know, at the end of the day, the buyer will make a decision that's best for them anyway. So right. as long as you're, you know, us as the realtors are working on uh, the best interest of that seller... Um, which you can, you can work on the best interest of both sellers. Um, and at the end of the day, the buyer will make the decision that, that they want to make. Um, you know, and a lot of the times their realtors showing them the units and, and depending on price, um, you know, they'll make the decision that, uh, that they want to make. And as well as if one party wants to sell for a lower, lower price, it doesn't necessarily mean the other party has to sell. Uh, at a lower price either, right? That's right, know, Motivations could be completely different. So I think, um, yeah, it's important to have transparency in the conversation. And then um, I've done it before a couple of times and there's never been an issue with it. Because like you said, maybe one floor is a, or one unit's a top floor unit. Maybe one unit's a middle floor unit. Maybe one unit has two parking, one has one parking. So generally there would be a reason why the discrepancy in price Mm. is there.
2: I've been in a unit before where the seller had seven parking stalls. Oh they, wow. With when they purchased the unit they Waterstone. Just, no. Really? No, it was a place down in Guilford oh. in a condo. And she just purchased seven parking stalls.
0: She's like, Wow. That's unnecessary. Parking <laughs> stall money. Oh, here's <laughs> the be other nice choice. she <laughs> yeah. didn't
2: she didn't drive. She didn't own a car. Oh. She showed it she showed me the, the, the unit she, She's let like, her do like all free. I don't <clears> use. And I'm like, wow. That is crazy. Yeah, there's there's
1: generally something, whether it's, like, the location of the locker or, like, where the parking stall is in relation to the elevator. There's always some kind of difference. Um, but, Gary, have you ever had to show, like, two of your listings for sale to, like, a set of buyers that come to the building? And do you, like, do you comment on each unit or do you just kind of let them see the facts and do their thing? Or
0: Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, you would have to get permission. And, and again, it's you owe full confidentiality to each of those clients, right? Um, when you are working on their best interest. Um, so if that one party perhaps listed for less and it was for some sort of specific motivation and they gave you permission to disclose that, mm. then perhaps if somebody asked, then you could say it. Right. You know, because you've are you been given that permission from your seller. Um, yeah, I've opened the door for both of them. And, um, and if I have permission, I'll, I'll say why. But if not, then, you know, I'll just say that's... This one's listed at this price, and this one's listed at this price. Right. And if there are certain differences, then you can point them out. Um, but yeah, you kind of got to be a little bit careful with what you say on if you're representing both parties. Because at the end of the day, you have to make sure that you're representing your seller's best interest, even though you have both of them uh, listed. So,
1: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So again, which we already know you're like this, but high integrity, high ethics Totally. at the end of the day, because it's not about you and it's not about your sales. It's about your client's best interests, which is super cool. We had, uh, two, (laughs) we had two units listed, um, but it was one after the other. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was a townhouse complex. Mm -hmm. It was an inside unit. It was a two bedroom, um, really nice. And we sold it, but when we sold it, we (laughs) ready, we only sold it for asking price.
0: What a shame. <laughs> full <laughs> price offer. The market was a
1: little mm-hmm. bit harder. Yeah. And we only sold it for full ask. Like, I was very excited <sighs> for my sellers. During the open house that I had, I had one of them, I had a, a, another neighbor knock on the door and said, hey, once you're done your open house here, would you mind coming down and viewing our unit and maybe you could sell ours too? And I actually said to her, I said, yeah, that's no problem. Let me fulfill my obligations here. I'll be by at 430. So I shut down the open house. I went to the neighbor Mm -hmm. um, and I said to them, Look, you know, we've got an offer that's coming in, it'll be pending why don't we line up your sale right after this one sells? Because Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that...
2: So you know what to base it on.
1: Yes, and it was also, it wasn't in the area, so I wanted to make sure that I wasn't caught between running between open houses. Like, you know, some agents do that. They run across the complex to show multiple units that they have. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to do one at a time. That was just my preference. And this other unit was like an end unit, three-bedroom, like air conditioning. It It was so different, and it fetched a way higher price. There was a couple that was waiting to um they needed the extra bedroom yes and they were Mm -hmm. waiting to purchase in there and they ended up spending over ask and as you can imagine um the first clients called and they Mm. were like hey why did they get so much more money and i'm like it's a different product and, like, we used the same staging equipment. We used the same photographer. We used the same floor plan company. We the used, same candlesticks. It was the same candlesticks. It was exactly the same. But they almost were like, hey, why Why did they get more money? And I, And it really, like, it was definitely their issue. They were dealing with their own stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was almost like they were questioning... Yeah, my. with
0: what work you did for each unit like, or something
1: yes. like Yes, yeah.
0: I, it's actually funny. I had this similar situation when I first started in real estate, and it was a house. Actually, there were neighbors, and I had one of the houses listed, and it was a better product in my opinion, and then the neighboring house uh, listed for more, and it sold for more. So that was a lesson that I learned quickly, and it's just at the end of the day, some buyers will just pay more for –
3: what they for want. A, a product, yeah, yep, and it, right.
0: it could be like they like the, you know, they like that this one. The address is different, and they're mm-hmm. willing to pay more. You know, you just never know, and someone could just be willing to pay more for a different unit. And it's just, it is what it is, you know.
1: Yeah, it was. It wasn't a great like the the conversation just didn't make me feel that good after because I I always give like a hundred percent, and mm-hmm. I very specifically yeah. did one, and then the next one, and and I like I said, like Sheila's saying, I use the same candlesticks. Yeah.
2: It could. It just felt a little discouraging because we did everything right, every like nothing out of the ordinary. Like we like the standards are the same no matter what listing. So yeah. Um. So it's just discouraging that they were unhappy at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, but again, people people have their own yep. thing, and who knows now like uh, how they would feel about it. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Dust um, under the rug. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's all experience. say. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're gonna go into scenario number two. Greg, are you ready? Mm. Yeah so ready. You look ready. Here we go. <laughs> oh God. Here we, here we are. Ready? Everyone, everyone at home. Are you ready? Might sting. Um, yeah, this one's going to sting. It's moving day and you just received keys to your condo. The seller was an out of town investor and had never physically been in the unit. The listing went up, multiple offers occurred and you had to buy it quickly. But upon key handover, during your walkthrough, you realize that there's no storage locker in the entire building, even though one was advertised. Mm. So the reason why we're laughing is because Greg kind of had a situation with his condo. A situation. So Greg, we want you to tell your story, then we'll come back to the scenario, but how did you deal with your locker kind of situation?
3: Yeah, it's, I've been thinking about this, like how do I even start (laughs) with this? how I found a use for two keys that had been at the bottom of my keyboard for five years <laughs> or, yeah. or, um, like what do these do? Or like a cautionary tale for like new, um, you know, first time homeowners, <laughs> but
1: well, we'll, we'll guide you slightly here. <laughs> Sheila and I came to list Greg's unit because yeah. he, his den, like he was telling you before was piling up with stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're like, and we just
2: don't have the room. We do, yeah, We just don't
1: have the room. We, we need yeah, more space. We got
3: to move. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So we were like, okay, no problem. We ordered the form B, and uh, we were told there was no storage locker by Greg and his wife. And when we got the form B,
2: they had a storage locker the entire time. I I opened it. I'm like, oh, maybe this is wrong.
0: And was oh, the weird. was the storage lo- locker on the form B when you when the unit you know, was originally purchased by you guys?
3: <sighs> the form B. So <laughs> so confused. Yeah. So that, yeah. I, it, I think I I chalk it up to like. I don't know. Maybe a comedy of errors. Um, moving day was an absolute nightmare as it is. Uh, you know, you order a U-Haul. They're like, we don't have a U-Haul. It's a like, you know, right, yeah. So you end up moving with you know five truckloads. Yeah. Um, realtor drops by. Key handover happens. Um, and like, oh yeah, by the way, there's like a couple extra keys. I'm pretty sure for there for like the garbage room and something else. Um, we you know we kind of blow through that. You just move into your place and then. Um, yeah, you like, you rely on your real estate, um, people, right. And, and like you go in and say, Hey, um, you know, I thought there, they, they seemed like there's a store, there's a storage locker listed. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, you know, had a conversation, no, that, uh, that's just a standard, like it was a standard listing, definitely no storage locker. Okay. So a little disappointed, but we were really excited because we love the area. We moved there for you know it it's it, such uh, a great condo. Allowed our dogs, yeah. great condo, everything. Yeah. So, you know, I'm bis- blissfully ignorant for like this entire time. Uh Christy comes <laughs> in this like, do you know what form B is? I have no idea. Um so this is how I came to know f- what form B is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. Be educated. Yeah.
3: Um we uh, uh Christy's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you do have a storage locker. So I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, no, no, this is impossible. So I'm going around like my own apartment complex and they don't like advertise, hey, the storage rooms over here, thieves. Yeah, mm, um, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. like, like, door. I, really, yeah. I wish there was a camera on me because I'm literally, I'm taking my key fob and I'm going in my own underground parking lot fobbing around like at random <laughs> doors.
1: Like you've stolen the like, key. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Like I've gone into somebody's vehicle. And yeah, I'm, like, I'm you're a property right.
1: crime <laughs> rat. Yeah.
3: So I, I go and tap all these doors, one of them beeps and then, but it won't open. The keyboard. So I had these keys sitting in my keyboard that I had no idea what they were for. And, like, you know, they're keys. You don't just throw them out. Yeah. <laughs> so you hold
1: on to them forever. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah.
3: I'm sure everyone's got a, a set of keys at home that they just don't know what it's don't, for. Like, what is that for again? And I have no idea. So it turns out, uh, I ended up contacting the property management. Uh, They came down with me. There was a special key that opened up that actual room and a key fob, double security. Um, It's this whole thing. Um, I go in there and I'm looking and um, I should backtrack a little bit because... This same property management, I was talking about buying a storage locker because we're oh. selling our
1: place. <laughs> That's right, you would have had to yeah. And it's the
3: weirdest <laughs> thing because the property managers, they don't actually deal with storage locker like buying and selling. It's like yeah. an owner yeah. thing. So who do you contact? So I start talking to people in the building and they're all like, nudge, nudge, like I just sold mine for 10 grand. I had two storage lockers and I just sold mine for 10 grand. Mm. And then um, I'm talking to a few other people. I'm like, well, how'd you, who bought it? Like, how did you, how do you go about buying this? It's like a black market I for storage I remember we were lockers. saying, cause
1: we were like, that's a big deal. Storage yeah. locker is a big deal. Can you get one, Yeah. you know? Mm. But it was, it was quite a bill,
3: so. Oh yeah, so yeah. Um, this, you know, one of my uh, other people in the building, they're like, yeah, there's this storage locker that's in there. That's like virtually empty. You got to see if this person wants to sell it. No oh way. my God. God. So that's I get unreal. in there and like I walk in the room and there's yeah. like, I don't know, 15 storage lockers. They're beautiful. They're like 10 feet by like, oh, yeah. I don't know, five feet wide. They're eight, like eight and a half feet tall. Like almost the it's, size of your den. It's the exact same up. size as my den. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, I get in there and I'm like, Oh my god, I just tried to buy my own storage locker. Um, <laughs> You're like, it's me! Yeah. I'm the guy! I'm the guy. And I look at these two, they and I'm like, oh no, how am I gonna get these two locks off? There's yeah. these massive padlocks on there. And uh I look at one of them and it's and I'm like, oh, it's got this unique key shape and everything oh, like that. Yeah. And I'm like, god. You gotta be kidding me. I go upstairs, I kid you not, I get the key from the bottom oh of my, my key god. bowl. Uh, go down there and it sure enough opens the lock. This is like wow. Cinderella slipper yeah. for storage lockers.
1: You could have canceled your sale. You could have been like, yeah. Christy, we have enough room now. Yep. We don't need it.
3: Oh, but you know, like it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Like I, I, yeah. you know, I sold, um, because I was bursting at the seams and yeah. Uh, but it was like the perfect timing, like the market, um, I yes. bought and my house that I moved into, it like went up significantly. Like, Yeah. so I, the whole thing's kind of ironic cause it I actually came out on top. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: now, crazy. Now, how long were you in the condo without a locker? How many years were
3: you living there? Five, five years. Wow. Yeah. Like what I can compare it to is like buying a car without a trunk. You can right. do it, but your groceries are going to be sitting on your passenger seat,
2: Yeah. yeah. and
3: your friend's going to have to sit somewhere else. Yeah. Like. Hold the
2: bag, bud. Oh. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> that
3: you could do it i
2: feel like
1: like this is good for you to get out i feel <laughs> yeah. like this is cleansing for you because and you're right the home you did buy was absolutely beautiful and yeah. like you're in such a better position today and you sold with a storage locker ultimately right well, like yeah. you didn't have yeah. to buy one so and
3: like you know and as a new you know a new um uh home homeowner home buyer like you you do trust a real estate agent but also um you know, when they, if you get something like a Dropbox where there's hundreds of documents, mm-hmm. I think that's a good stop point and say, hey, um, you know, whoever you're working with as a real estate agent, um, what's my responsibility on these documents that you've sent me? Yeah, You know, is it, are you gonna be actually going through them? Are we gonna have a conversation on, like, have you looked at the strata minutes? Or, you know, cause in my head, even when I went to the underground parking on my first showing, I'm looking for like cracks in the foundation. I'm looking, yeah. I'm, that's where my mind's at. I'm not thinking, um, that something's going to be, there's going to be a storage locker in a folder somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we just, it's not something that we actually physically saw either. Um, so I think that's a the, another thing that I would have liked it on my showing is I know it's probably messy and it's got the owner's stuff in it, but it would be good to know that it's, you know, to see it it and 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 just be there. We we
1: know of an agent that sold a condo and uh, she ended up selling it and she was told it had a storage locker Mm -hmm. and it didn't. And on key handover day, the buyers who bought were under the assumption that it had a locker Mm. or else they would not have bought it and it ended up going to court. And like it was, it was horrible because she had done everything that she possibly could. It wasn't even built yet, so it's not like she could have walked through it. She oh. was told by oh, the wow. yes, and she was told by the the seller that it did have a condo. It was like an assignment, mm. and uh, it was unfortunate. Usually, and they,
0: that stipulates on the contract. Though.
1: Yeah, they had mm. to settle, so there was mm. something that was missed there, and and it was obviously <laughs> horrific for the agent, and it, mm. it was too bad. Yeah. I Gary, I got to ask you, have you ever had conflicting information on a form B?
0: Yes, and unfortunately, property managers don't like to verify information on a form B. Like if you email a property manager and mm-hmm. like, Hey, I just want to confirm like this parking stall is not short term rental and that it's actually designated to this unit. Cause yeah. a lot of the times there's an asterisk on the parking stall and storage mm-hmm. locker number and says this may be subject to a short term rental. Um, and property managers don't verify anything because they don't want to be liable. So um yeah, there was a discrepancy on it. And what we ended up doing was having the seller warrant and guarantee that the unit comes with this park install and this storage locker number, um, which does hold them liable um, mm. for those two things. So
1: going back to what my story was before about the the situation that ended in a lawsuit, mm. they tried to sue because the form B was incorrect. They tried to sue the strata company and the strata yeah. company would not talk to them. Yeah. And it was it ended up being like the realtor got sued. The strata got sued, and the seller was getting sued by the buyer's agents Mm -hmm. because the form B was wrong. And then when they tried to call and be like, "Hey, like the form B is literally wrong," you sent us wrong information Mm. because the poor agent was just going off of what was on the paper, but she'd never physically seen it. you know, that she was going off of the information, you know, that she was mm-hmm. provided. Cause we, we as agents think that that should be correct. And it sucks yeah. in your situation, Greg, cause it could have been verified.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, so many different ways. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. like, Hey, what are those two keys for? Like again, and and like, could you def- just check with, yeah, like, ask, the, seller. ask the seller, like, yeah. and they would be like, yeah, those are for the storage locker or, or they you know, yeah. or, um, uh, you know, there's just so many, I, I think it, it is, I chalk it up to like a comedy of errors, like a, um, I think, and then you feel as a, as a, when you buy something like that and you find out after five years, you're like, how did I miss this? Right. Um, and, and I think that's just it. You, you rely on, uh, professionals yeah. to, and it, it's complicated. There's a lot of legal documents that totally. you guys do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, I like, I did have that, I had that form, Right. um, yeah. But what it actually says on the form is the, like, it doesn't say like so-and-so, it doesn't even say a person's name. It just says a strata lot number That's right. because mm-hmm. you're not, every owner is just verified by like a lot number.
1: That's right. Yeah. So
3: it's yeah. just like, you're looking at, it, for, it doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Lot number, so-and-so The you know, um, parking stall, whatever. And then. I don't even think they call it. Uh, they called it something else, like. Uh, Sometimes they call them bike lockers too. Yeah, and, and anyway, it was just there was just some number on it, like I uh, yeah. You're like. It was bro, hilarious I was when I found. Hoping someone it, would walk me through yeah, it, and it, and it didn't, didn't are happen. Be hard to
0: decipher if you've never seen one before, yeah, or yeah. if you've only seen one prior. It's, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: And that's um, why we just... are there to guide people through. Um, so to conclude this episode and what we've learned here today, <laughs> yeah. um, you can trust but verify. As a realtor, you need to make sure that you are reading the documents making sure your clients understand the documents make sure that you view the locker make sure mm-hmm. you view the lay the eyes on it part. yes physically lay eyes on this stuff to make sure that buyers know what they're getting maybe show up on key handover day yeah. make sure that the keys are labeled how nice would that have been if the keys were labeled and uh and you can't trust the strata unfortunately you can't trust that that form b document because more than often we, we see them that are incorrect they've yeah. got incorrect information on them which is yeah. which is too bad so Thank you guys so much for coming. I really appreciate it. That was such a fun story. So we'll just end the episode with our ceremonial cheers.
3: Cheers. All
0: right. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with Christy Macero and Sheila Macek.